This is Jeremy and Nathan's Canadian Filmmaking Adventures. Hi there, I'm Jeremy. And I am Nathan. And welcome back. Today we are taking on a little-known subject area in the filmmaking process known as development. Yeah, and it's true because you always hear people talk about the three Ps, yeah. right? Pre-production, production, post-production, but then there's the two on the ends that I always think are equally as important, which I know. is your development stage. And then, of course, on the other end, the, the release, distribution. Yeah. And I do think uh, when you're younger and starting out, you kind of ignore the whole development phase. Mm-hmm. You just jump into production. I just, I got to shoot. I got to film. Yep. Development <laughs> yeah. happens in your head and no one else knows yeah. what's going on. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a good way to go about it. So it, it might be uh, just kind of worth exploring some of the different aspects of that mm-hmm. and our experience yep. with that. Really, the important place to start is like with the script, with your mm-hmm. IP, right? And getting that in as good a shape as possible is probably where everyone should focus their early energies. Would you agree? I do agree because that's, and I tell this to my students all the time, is that when you're, the script is the most important thing because it's not like a novel that you read on the beach and, oh, that was a page turner and you put it down. Yeah. Like that script is going to be used by every single department from the very beginning all the way right up to the end. Yeah. It's like a working document in some ways, right? Everyone's going to... Like a piece. blueprint. Yeah, it is. It is because everyone's going to use that to uh, further breakdown to find out what props are in it. What wardrobe am I going to need? What's what settings are they going to be? Is it day? Is it night? Like it's all. I mean, aside from of the characters, which you know, yes. obviously the most important thing. But everyone's going to be using that script. Absolutely. After that point, after it's written, so it is really the, the it's the driver of the whole thing. I think one of the things that can maybe be a bit challenging is uh, once you sort of accept the fact that your first draft is not perfect, <laughs> I think it's easy for a lot of people to think, I wrote it, it's done. And then, uh, you know, somebody suggests, oh, well, you got to send it for um, coverage. Yeah. Get some feedback. And that can be, especially for a new writer, that can be a challenging process is to allow somebody else to critique it. And I think the, yeah. the initial reaction is to uh, feel very defensive any feedback that comes in. But if you can let that go and just accept that you need as many eyes on this thing as possible, it doesn't mean you have to make those changes, but consider the perspective from which they're coming, right? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and I think as, as long as you can kind of uh, start to accept that uh, feedback is necessary at this stage and every stage, really, it's a collaborative media. Yeah. So it's like, just let it happen. Uh, I think when you do start to implement some of those changes and feedback, you start to recognize, oh, maybe it wasn't perfect. Now now I'm starting to like it more. Do you know what I mean? It is actually an exciting process, I think. Yeah. And, and like for, for, with coverage too, there, you have a fresh pair of eyes on it that don't, they don't know you. They're not invested in you. So they're just reading it for what's on the page. They're not thinking, um, about hurting your feelings or not. They're just no. going by what their initial reaction is. And sometimes they can also consider like budget, like they might read the script. Yes. And so coverage might include plot holes they find, yeah. uh, suggestions of where the story could, should go, uh, but also budget. They might say this looks really expensive mm-hmm. um, or, you know, this could be done pretty inexpensively. Or, you know, if you want to make it cheaper, maybe consider removing a couple characters. Yeah. So there's different things that can happen in coverage that, 
are also not related to the story. They're, they could be related to the actual production. So yes. it's valuable regardless. Like you, you will get some, uh, some something out of it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it pays. You pay for it. You do. So you find someone who does script coverage. Yeah. And there's a fee attached to that and you pay it. And then it's usually a few hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, I would say yeah. some of them. Yeah. Around 200. Usually two, three, two, four, three. probably <laughs> under five. There's always different packages too. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah. Different. Yeah. different. Amounts of analysis they do, but you do get feedback in yeah. whether it's verbal or written. Yeah, you've done one ver- like with a verbal. It was just verbal. A couple yeah. that did it verbally. Yeah. yeah, it was through a friend who referred me to their friend. Mm-hmm. So there was a bit of a discount in there, which was nice. But it was all done through Zoom, and we just talked about it. We went through, and I just jotted down all the notes. And it was. It was very helpful because you start to think, okay, so here I was locked in my computer writing all this time. And now here's someone seeing it for the first time and they have new ideas or new questions or new concerns. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And then you think, okay, you know, maybe they got a point. Maybe there is something I'm missing here. Maybe I could tighten this up a little bit. Now I think I was on my second draft at that point. Right. Yeah. And what about you? What's your experience with covers? Uh, Yeah. I've grown to really quite enjoy it. I know some people that don't like it. Because it's like, who are they to, you know, uh, but <laughs> I quite enjoy getting it. And I mean, you can do with it what you want. So you, you have that option. But um, I don't, I've never done a verbal one. I've done, you know, the written ones. And sometimes it's nice if you get the sort of the slightly more upgraded package or whatever it is where they give you a summary, they give you some marketing notes, some things like that. And it just kind of helps you just have that little uh, bit of a bigger picture around it. Yeah, and the other thing is that there's a score attached to it, which can be a bit of a dangerous thing. But essentially, it's whether they recommend it or not. So it's yeah, it's it's pass, consider, recommend. If you get a recommend, this is like a tiny percentage of the scripts that come in. Like it's like two percent actually get that. And but but you can't like hang everything on that because one of the things I've heard about coverage is that. The intent is these people doing it are supposed to look at it from the point of view, like if this is a sort of, well, at least what was sort of at one time a mid-budget film, like 60 million, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, like a studio film, could this script make money? So that's how, that's my understanding is that that's sort of their perspective when they're looking at it. So that's not necessarily relevant to everything. But I think, especially in Canada, yeah, it's so, can this movie get made? <laughs> so the, the so that's where the idea of them actually recommending it is pr- probably going to be pretty small. Mm-hmm. But at least uh, from like a storytelling point of view, those notes are still pretty relevant, right? They're not telling you to add big special effects things yeah. or anything like that. They're they're looking at it as its own story yep. in and of itself. You know that two percent recommend that's where you know you really have to be the driver of your own project because mm-hmm. you know if someone says not recommended or consider yeah uh, and you might think okay well this project is done well it's not done because you can be the you can move it forward you can get it into pre-production yes but it takes a lot of work but it is important in the development yeah stage now we're assuming here we have a script and we're sending it for coverage yeah now not everyone in development has a script to start with. They, they might just have an idea or they might want to option something. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you have experience with that where you didn't yep. have a script or something and you... Yeah, like so a, uh, I've done I've done a couple different things here. One is uh, I optioned a book, uh, which was a really great learning learning experience. Uh, it was somebody I, I, I knew relatively well. It was sort of a family friend who had written this novel and I read it back in... Um, I think around the year 2000. Mm-hmm. 
and I was fairly young then in my filmmaking journey, but there was just something about it that resonated with me. And I think I partly maybe knowing that it was sort of accessible to me helped too. But uh, it sat with me for a long time and it was kind of a historic piece and there was a lot about it that, yeah, it sort of haunted me. So it was probably about 10 years later, maybe even 12 years later, uh, I actually approached this writer and said, would you be interested in letting me, you know, take this on? And uh, so we did it formally, like there was, we had, did a contract through Explain what an option is. Yeah, so an option is, it's really an agreement to to basically uh, give you the, the um, license to the IP for a certain period of time with the intent that you're going to try and make it into a film, right? So it's kind of this little like window where, uh, in this case it was a book, so there wasn't a screenplay. So I actually sat down and wrote a draft. Hmm. Now, to be honest with you, I, I did that before I optioned it without telling anyone. <laughs> I kind of wanted to see if it would work first. Right, right. And I guess I had time on my hands. I don't know. <laughs> but I really enjoyed doing that and I, I felt quite good about it. And that's when I kind of moved forward. So yeah, it just, it just gives you the, the access to that whatever it is, uh, screen. The rights yeah, to try to get it made. The rights so it's to not the rights to actually you start production it. on it. It's the rights to yes. try to get the funding yeah. to make it go further. And the great thing about it is it can cost you next to nothing. Mm-hmm. When we actually get funding for it, then the person gets paid. Right. Right. But it's not unusual to go into an option agreement with like a dollar. A dollar or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and it's, I guess it benefits them because yeah. if it gets made, their book is going to be turned into a... To a movie or a show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're selling books in the meantime, hopefully. Yeah. And and obviously, if it's a lesser known writer or mm-hmm. an indie writer who's self-published, it's probably <clears throat> more likely that you, you won't have to pay yeah. as much for that option as opposed to if it's a well-known book, which yeah. if they're probably already optioned when they, before they even come out, right? Yes. You have Assuming a little more leverage if it's a smaller, independent yeah. type thing. Yeah. And then a lot of this, the stories that I write tend yep. to be kind of softer, uh, often uh, more historic stuff. I, I can't even explain why, but I'm drawn to those from like a writing point of view. Whereas I have this penchant to do something more like sci-fi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of like a closet sci-fi person. <laughs> and so I actually went in pursuit of a script and I know I asked you, you had a couple of references for me at one point yep. on it. This goes back sort of a year, a couple of years. And uh, I, I got on Inktip a few years ago. And so just sort of on a regular basis, I do a search, download some scripts, read them. And Inktip's a really interesting resource that kind of connects uh, producers with uh, writers. Yep. Writers will pay a fee, post their scripts, and then producers are... If you know, sort of, you have to kind of qualify. I don't know if it's a stringent qualification process, but I got in, and um, and then you can download any that you want. Now the the writer can see who's downloaded it. Yes, which is interesting. They're not allowed apparently not allowed to connect with you like via email, and so mysteriously I would get things in the mail from writers yeah. after that. And I think there's a time period. Like, is there? From, I don't even know. Yeah, I think it's a. Because Inktip is one of the sponsors for the Hamilton Film Festival. Oh, right. And our and the top three writers uh, get to upload their script to, to okay. Um, and I remember taking one of my students through the ink tip process and I believe it's a period of time where you cannot oh. reach out. Interesting. So you have to wait a little bit so that you're not hounded with stuff, but so yeah. you get something else. So carry on. Well, just so I'd, I'd get these mysterious packages in the mail and I'd be like, wait, that name sounds familiar. <laughs> and it was one of the writers, you know, huh. sending me sort of like their, I don't know, their resume or whatever. Anyway, yep. not the point of my story, but so I finally, um, 
I, I found this script and it just like resonated with me. It was a sci-fi script. Not it's not like aliens and stuff. It's more like a mental uh, set in the future on a spacecraft that's you know investigating new worlds type of thing. But in the sci-fi world, relatively low budget. It just kind of like connected with me in a number of different ways, and I love the story. Great characters. And I, but I sat on it for a while because I was like, I'm not sure if I'm in a position to mm-hmm. actually embrace this right now. So um, I kind of sat on it, sat on it. And then finally I was like, I got to do this for myself. So I reached out to the writer and just said, told them that situation. Like, I don't know when I can actually do something with this, but yep. I'd love to connect with you and just chat. And he got back to me and we hopped on, um, he was in the UK and we hopped on a call and instantly hit it off. And um, so to make a long story long, <laughs> uh, we, the way we ended up arranging things, we've actually agreed to do a co-production. Hmm. This is kind of, it's new for him to sort of enter the producing world, yep. but he's keen to do it. Um, he's written a ton of stuff. Uh, and so, so we're doing this kind of international approach to this project. We didn't do a typical option, but uh, we decided instead to actually partner on this thing. I think there's a lot of different ways you can arrange things. Yep. Is kind of the point of all this that works for the project. And that might not have been the situation that would have worked for everybody. Right. But I think... Uh, there was just something more there that we could mm-hmm. see in working together than in just sort of doing a quick deal kind of thing. Yep. And he had done, he had optioned it to somebody else as well, uh, like a couple of years ago. And it kind of, as things entered into the pandemic, that producer couldn't, yep. couldn't manage it and whatever else. So the option came back to the writer. But um, the other thing I'll say about it is that, you know, just talking about how I kind of connected with the script, what I didn't realize at the time was that when he got coverage, it was a recommend. Like he got the top, it was in like the 94th percentile or something. Like the reviews oh, on this wow. thing are amazing. And he's, he has submitted it to various festivals, uh, sort of in the last year or two. Got some really good accolades there. A script does jump off the page when you, when it actually like hits the right, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Has the right ingredients. And you can't necessarily fake that. And that's where I think coverage is so important. Right. Spending the time with that script yep. beyond that first draft. Like I think especially people in the industry, they they can see the difference. Yeah. And if you're gonna if you're hoping to go far with it, it's like you've gotta take the time. Yeah. And because like what we will talk about in future <laughs> You know, podcast is the whole, every stage of the yeah. of the way, and that script has got to live through that entire process, right? So, yeah. if someone's going to be spending one year, two years, three years, four years, five years of their life working on something, yeah, it has to start with something good, right? Yeah. It's got to be worth that that long journey. Which can sound really intimidating. This idea of like entering into a process that could be several years, mm-hmm. and I know I've rushed funding applications. Because I felt like I can't wait another year. We yeah, got to get yeah. it in right now. But the project wasn't ready. Right. They knew it. We yep. didn't get the yep. money, sort of thing. You just have to be patient. You do. And find a way to live with the wait. Yes. And <laughs> the older we get, you and I talk yeah. about, you start to realize that. Yes. That it's not, you know, if it doesn't happen this year, it's fine. You know, you, you have other things. You, you try to have more things going on yeah. as opposed to just that one. And sure. if that one doesn't happen, then you have nothing. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're sitting around waiting. So yeah. it's, it's good to have a few of these things kind of well, in development. Are, yeah, absolutely. And there are development funds out there yes. that are accessible. Yep. And I think some of them are actually, I remember hearing this a couple of years ago, 
that they're actually undersubscribed to some of them. Now, maybe that's changed over the pandemic because I feel like yeah. filmmakers came out of the woodwork and people applied for things they wouldn't have applied to before. But, um, but the, yeah, there is some money there. And, and if you can get a few dollars, it'll help sustain you through some of this process. It'll allow you to pay for some of those things, the coverage, maybe, you know, bringing on a whatever, casting director or Right, because it's not things. just, a, the development stage is not just the script. It's almost no. like there's an, an early period of team building. Yes. Like you get some of those key people together, whether it's a writer, producer, yeah. um, like what you said, casting director, which in your head you might be thinking that doesn't happen until a little bit later on, but the reason for bringing a casting director on in the development stage is you might get a name that helps to trigger some. That's right. Some some funding down the road because as you and I have experienced, you talk to people and you say you have a project and they say, do you have any names attached? Yes. They, that's one of their first questions. Yeah. Who's in it? And you're like, well, I didn't think we were at that stage yet, <laughs> but I guess we are. Yeah. yeah. So the development stage is not just about no. the script. It's like some getting people. That's right. I kind of look at it as like, it's like, how do you bring that the same creativity that uh, you're going to bring to the script or your directing of it or whatever, how do you bring that to the package? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yep. You just need to keep being creative about who you get involved, um, about how you position the film. About, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's all creativity until you start into crunching numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> Even right. that can be a little creative. Yeah. So here in Canada, um, so when we talk about development funding, we know that Ontario Creates has a development fund. They do. And they fund up to what's the current number? Do you remember? I think it's around twenty five thousand. Yeah, but that's, it's also that's a percentage of of. I think it's sort of like uh, up to twenty five thousand or fifty percent of your development budget. Something to I, those numbers. Right. Yeah, don't quote those numbers, but that's kind of the idea. So um, here we are in development stage. Yeah, you still have to have some kind of a budget in mind. You have to have right? a budget because if for you're going to apply for development funding, you got to think, okay, what's my development budget? Yeah. So you're so you are doing a little bit of number crunching in this phase as well, right? Yes. Yeah, you are. They'll accommodate a lot of different types of expenses. I mean, y- you know, you might need to do some testing or scouting. Mm-hmm. All those things are relevant costs to that part of the process. And then you are going to recoup, uh, you, you, whoever invests in your development uh, will need to be recouped sort of, typically it's on day one of filming. Right, so it's a loan. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a loan. When you, get it, when you get it from public funding like Ontario Creates, uh, it's a non-interest bearing loan. Uh, and so that's really the best. Yeah, kind. yeah. Uh, more typically, like in the States, you'll see uh, if, if it's a private investor, who puts up that initial bit of funding, they'll get a 20% return. So if they put in, you know, 10 grand, they're going to get 12 back on day one of filming. Right. Or they put in 100 grand, they're going to get 120 back. That's sort of the typical number, which is, that's pretty expensive money, but that's going to come out of your budget, right. your production budget. So so in the development phase, yeah. when you talk about a fund, this fund, this Ontario Crates fund, for filmmakers, yes. you can't just walk in there as a director and apply for that. Is that correct? You need it has to be a producer attached to the project that has had something released. Yeah, typically theatric. Yeah, typically you need to have release a producer with some experience. Not necessarily a ton of experience. 
Uh, but they do want them to be have been affiliated with something. I think that was released in the last five years. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. usually the notion. No, I'm just talking about what we have read. Yeah, it's always best if whoever's listening is you go to the website. Oh yeah, and you ask your own questions. Don't just yeah. go by what we're saying because. It, it might change next year. Who knows? They might change. But always go to these these resources and look yeah. up what the guidelines are and talk to somebody about it. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of those questions will get answered online. I do think if you can connect with these people, it does go a long way. Like actually try and have a meeting yep. with them, that sort of thing. And there are funds too, for like screenwriting funds as well. But I believe that also has to be producer generated. You and I both being writers, I have not had to look for a screenwriter. Yeah, and there are people out there who... You know, potentially you might get involved with your project as like an executive producer, mm-hmm. not necessarily giving you money, but giving you consultation. Yep. And that that name can go a long way on an application. Absolutely. Yeah. Because if, if you have someone like that, uh, then then it says to the people that are giving you the funds that, okay, this person has done something. Yes. And, and we know they're not going to waste our money. No. <laughs> that they're actually going to try to... To uh, make it make this thing work, and I think that's a big part of the development process. It is it's it's about building the credibility of your project mm-hmm. through the people you bring in, through the process of refining the script, editing the material. Yeah, you have to think of it as a credibility building process. Mm-hmm. And also, like so, in this development stage, at some point you will get all of these elements together. Uh, yeah, and then you'll have hopefully. to. Yeah, you hopefully you get it all together. And then you will have to have like a a budget at some point and you have to find out how to get the financing for all this yeah. stuff. So part of this uh, development stage, I guess you'd have to be looking for funds. Right. You have to be finding out what's available. So you do. I'm in that process right now with a, a few films and that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm in development, but I'm looking up what funds are available here in Canada. Uh, what are some of the... Other funds that might be available that aren't through, you know, applications, whether it's private or how much you're going to kick in or in kind, you know, looking for where those things can happen. Sure. And knowing what what your movie's going to cost. Yes. And then that might change the script, right? You might think, oh, I didn't get this, so I'm really going to have to cut back on this. Or maybe this, maybe we're not traveling. Maybe it's all shot in one area of the city or something. I don't know. Whatever you're, I don't know what. Your no, you're right. Are, but it's that that development stage where you may have to make some changes, where things are going to have to shift a little bit. Yes. Before you get to pre-production, before you start actually, you know, getting permits and things. So with the project that I'm working on now, uh, in the development stage, yeah, one of the things I'm thinking about too is like like hiring only local because you might not have the money to put people up in hotels, and you know, it's better to have people drive in and stuff. So all that yeah. stuff, you know, thinking about that in the in the uh, development stage that's kind of where my mind is bouncing around as well is all right so if i'm working on the budget and i'm the writer like and you yeah. know i probably do the casting as well uh thinking of that how to keep that that budget down right yeah absolutely and I, you know it's it's always this kind of tricky thing where there's sort of like the standard industry budget yeah and then like i sat down with a producer one time and kind of pitched him a couple of things and he this one film that we were talking about, the book, but it was based on the book. Yeah. He looked at me and he said, um, I know that that film's four to five million to make. Just just from my pitch, yeah. he knew it was four to five million dollars. Which um, I had budgeted it out at like 1.7. Right. <laughs> doing it my way. Yeah. Right. And I probably could have done it even a little bit less. I don't know where it'll actually end up. 
But there are, there's always, and then there's, there's a third way too. Mm-hmm. That's the true gorilla style. Uh, that's even less, not necessarily as right. sustainable. Right. It's sort of this scale of sustainability yeah. increases with the budget. But yeah, you have to kind of decide where it's going to sit, which I, I find personally is a tricky process. I've always been of the mind, like I, I feel like I can do a lot with very little in terms of resources. Yep. So it's hard to imagine spending what feels like an excess. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe it's the way my dad raised me. Yeah. <laughs> he was always about beat the system, you know, <laughs> which isn't always the best method either. But uh, there's this point where you feel like it's just excessive. And you can do the same for a lot less. Yeah, with good people, you know. And I guess that's what people might be used to. Like, yeah. they're used to making a movie in that budget, and that's they sure. know how to spend that money, and that's that, and that's that. I think we're going to see a bit of that change, honestly. Well, it, Yes. I, I think the big budgets, uh, they're getting bigger, but they're mm-hmm. very exclusive to certain outlets. Yep. And you have a lot of smaller stuff that, if anything, probably less needs to be spent on it because everything's getting spread out so much over all these streaming services in yep. various places. I think it's still money to be made, but it's just kind of, it's a different, the way the pie is cut is differently yep. now. You know, the next generation of filmmakers are growing up with a studio in their pocket. They are. Right? And they you can't ignore that. And they're young and already they already understand what editing is. Yeah. They already understand they they already have access to these tools which episode 1 I had access to the Canadian Tire yeah. VHS camera and edited in camera. Yeah. So they have access to this stuff. So they're going to just make a movie. Yes. And think, well, why do I have to spend all this much money? I can just yeah. shoot this whole thing on my phone. And you yeah. can, you can do it. Obviously, you know, the release of it is, you know, there's, yeah, there's going to be a million more movies and it's going to be harder to cut through the noise. But the yeah. but you can make the movie for much cheaper. Yes. Equipment is getting better and more accessible. Yes. And you're going to find these, you know, 17-year-old to 20-something-year-old kids with time on their hands and gear and they're going to make incredible stuff. Yes. Right? And they're all going to work for each other for nothing and they're going to do it out of the love of making movies. Yeah. And you know, there's going to be a, a different wave of people coming in that are making movies different ways because No, it's so true. Their way is not our way. Like yeah. they're like what do you what do you mean a million dollars? I got my phone. I can shoot this I know. on the weekend and probably come up with something that resonates with an audience, what resonates with a young audience, right? Yes. And I think I know we're going off here. This is well, yes and no, but right. So the development for for the next generation might feel different. It right? might, yeah, and yeah, and a lot of guys. The other thing too is we're talking right now about sort of in a sense like pre-selling your film, mm-hmm. right? Bringing people in on spec at the beginning. Yeah, there's a lot of people making great films just completely out of their own pocket, the backyard indie. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, not involving anyone else until yeah. it's done. Now, typically, I don't think it's necessarily as valuable doing it that way. If you're at a stage where you don't have the producer with the five years of experience, yep. you know all these different kind of hiccups that could come up when you're applying for funding, uh, you, you might just have to go out and do your own thing and cut yep. your teeth that way. And if you can do a great job at it, then you know you might be able to get noticed. Yeah, and then uh, and then that's where. Um, in the development stage, if you don't have access to these producers where you can reach the telefilms and the Ontario yeah. crates, you, you can go to the arts grants. True. Because you have your local, which it, it, we're 
doing this podcast from Hamilton. Hamilton yeah. has a local fund that you can access. And there's also a Ontario Arts Council. Yeah. And then there's the Canada Council for the Arts. So in Canada, each province and each city may have its own fund that you can apply to that are arts-based grants. Yeah. Where you're not applying to do the big blockbuster movie or something that is intended for commercial consumption. It's just for artistic purposes. Yes. And so those funds do exist, which people can apply for maybe as an emerging artist or as an established, where you don't need to have a producer attached. I think for those arts grants, you have to be in control of the project. Yeah, it is. You have to control the IP, not a producer owner right. or something. And, and it's more director-driven. Yep, yep. It's yeah, a, it's art-driven. So there are op- options, ways to get funding, or just the simple, you get a bunch of friends and make a great <laughs> movie, right? But this, this still the point, I guess, is that development stage is still important. Yes. You still have to use that time to develop a good script, to come up with some kind of budget, and yes. find the people that you're going to be working with. Absolutely. That, that process still should happen. Yes. It's, it's partly about adjusting kind of the mindset of the industry that it can be done for less. I know there's, they all, there's a certainty mm-hmm. in the bigger budget, uh, they they know what they're getting, but it's it's weird that you have someone that said, reads a script and says that's four four point five million right there. Yeah, because what I <laughs> me personally is like, did they even ask the question, how are you going to film this? Yeah, because I think your filming style dictates very much the budget. Like very me much. personally, I'm not a like I like long takes. I like the camera rolling and and sitting in one spot and, and not too unfold. much movement and let yeah. it unfold. I I. I like that. And so to me, if if I'm shooting that way, as opposed to getting coverage of everything, right? get a you know wide shot, two shot, three shot, over the shoulder, you know, that kind of thing, that's yeah. going to take up, a, eat up a day or two. Yeah, um, So I think the shooting style dictates how that, you know, should be budgeted. Yeah. And that's it, part of the development process is like, how am I going to go about filming this? Absolutely. And then that that that's how you do your time budget. How you figure out how long you're going to be in one location for. Sure. Right? I mean that will end up in pre-production, but this is one thing I really love. Is almost like uh, creating. I, I kind of refer to it as like the greater metaphor for your project, where where you look at what it's really about, and you try and make the process of making it reflect that. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, one of the projects I'm involved in right now uh, has to do with. Uh, it's a story about somebody with a disability. Mm-hmm. And there are many people in this story that will have disabilities. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the cast will be very diverse that way. So, you know, part of our package is how do we uh, involve folks with disabilities in right. every part of the process, yep. right? Not just on camera and you're done, but how do they become a part of the, the, the process overall? You know, the, I was mentioning the sci fi film, for example, where it's it's a it's a story set in this spacecraft in the future. Well, the entire cast needs to be international because this would be uh, a lot of people from around the world coming together. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, um, so so we're trying to make the process of making it as international as possible. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So I th- this is why this is why I refer to it as sort of the greater metaphor. It's like by doing that, it it, it makes the process. Uh, makes this sort of package more appealing, I think. Yeah, and authentic as well. And authentic, yeah, yeah that's a good word yeah. too. That is what I think audiences are now craving and demanding is that they want authenticity. They want stories that reflect themselves. They want to see themselves on screen, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if you're writing a story, 
or producing a story about someone with disabilities, you want to have that authenticity yeah. on screen, but also, like you said, behind the screen. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I love that. And these are all things that come up in development. This is, you know, you're in development right now, that movie, and these yeah. are the kind of things that we go back and forth on and we talk about and we figure out. It's like a that puzzle. Is, yeah, and like, and for anyone that thinks, you know, how long does this development phase happen? Well, it can happen for as long as you want until you move <laughs> into pre-production. Yeah. There's no set amount no, of time that you, you know, you have to get, if it's your own project, you're yeah. working for yourself. So set your own personal deadlines. Yeah. But the development stage can last a long time. Yeah. With, with Wild Child, it lasted, what, a year and a half or something? Yeah, probably Before was. we actually went to camera, right? Yeah. And other projects that I've been working on for three years that are still in development, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's this weird kind of amalgamation of, of like a science and an art where, uh, you know, for example, even with the script writing process, w- when is it done? Mm. And it's partly, okay, you've, you've had it analyzed, you've put it up on, you know, on the board and you've broken down the story. Yeah, it works. You got the hero's journey in there. You got, you know, whatever sort of comparative analysis you're doing, it works. But how does it feel, right? So yeah. you get the kind of the science of it, it might be there. Does it feel like it's done? Does it feel complete? Do you know what I mean? So yeah, you're, you're always sort of checking these two things. Does this, does the, does your finance plan work? Does that budget amount feel right? <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's, and you know, it, it's all up in the air until the audience gets it because yeah. you might have done everything right. Yes. Checked all the boxes. Yeah. Everything, you know, you got to where you needed to go and then the audience sees it. And then what happens? You yeah. know, you live or die by that. And then you do. it really doesn't, everything you did leading up to that, you think, was it even worth it if... You don't have an audience for it. Or if you get an audience, you think my process is right. That yeah. was it. But yeah. like you do still have to have a process. You, you do. You know, you, you got to be the driver of your own project and move it forward and yeah. make sure you're hit you're hitting these personal deadlines yeah. so that the project goes forward. Because in the independent film world, no one is waiting for what we're doing. No, we not have to generally. show them what we have, and then they put then they're ready for it. Until they've signed the contract, and yeah. they put money in. Yeah, no one is coming to us saying, "Hey, yeah. we want your next great movie." Well, yeah, they don't know if we have a great movie until we make yeah. it, right? But I find generally people are interested. I think everybody kind of wants to be a part of the next big thing, mm. and wants to hear what you're doing if you approach them. Yes. Even in our circle, there's people that are always like, "What? What, what are you working on?" They want to know what's mm-hmm. what's coming next and yeah, and what's happening and and there and there, there's so many projects going on. So to be able to cut through that noise, yeah, is a is a tricky one. But you like you said, you, you those ideas, like you said, just jumps out at you on yeah. the page, and you just yeah, for whatever reason, you're attached to the script or book, yeah, and you think this is the one I got to make. That's, that's right. That's really how it starts. And then you just hope that you find other people on that journey yeah, yeah. that share that passion and think that. Yeah. And so much of that, even, even uh, I think loving a script speaks to a potential relationship with the person who wrote it. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it is so much about the people that are involved, but I think, um, I think good people write good scripts. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where uh, you're sort of drawn to them through the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these are people you're going to be working with, right? So you, yeah. you want to make sure you get along. And in Canada, it's such yeah. a small industry. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Everyone's one degree away from everybody in this country in some way. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I feel like it's almost like you make friends in the film industry, and then you make movies together. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Well, on that note, maybe it's a good good moment to kind of wrap things up here. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Next time we are going going to enter into the wild world of pre-production and talk about some of our experiences there. I hope uh, this was educational, entertaining, informative. Yeah, just go out and develop those ideas. Get them, you know, sit in a room and brainstorm and show them to people. And show them to people. Yeah, yeah. don't be afraid to uh, to let your ideas out and let people know what it is you're doing because sometimes that's what creates the snowball effect. It's only going to keep getting better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks so much. We'll catch you next time. See you next time.